Oh, by great Odin's beard, I can already see the YouTube comments. It's not a guilty movie pleasure, or Marvel fanboy likes anything Marvel puts out. DC's better. Well, guess what? I like Marvel and DC, and just so you know, this is the guiltiest of all the Marvel movies because it has the lowest Rotten Tomatoes score at a 66%. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are covering Thor The Dark World. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's guilty movie pleasure. <laughs> I'm thought. Wait, let's see if I can do my Chris Hemsworth. Ready? I'm. It's really hard. He's so mask. He's so much more masculine just than me. Listen, just do the best you can. I am Thor Odinson. <laughs> I can't even do it without laughing. His voice is deeper. He's more manly. When I saw Thor Ragnarok with my wife and his shirt was off, she actually said very loudly in the theater, oh my, and people next to us laughed. And I was like, yeah, excuse me while I do some push-ups. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, we are talking for the first time ever on this show, one of the new Marvel Cinematic Universe movies, because they're all so well-received that it's hard really to pick one of them. But in honor of Thor Ragnarok coming out, the second highest reviewed movie of the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, followed only by, um, topped only by Iron Man, the original Iron Man, uh, is Thor The Dark World, which sits nicely still at a 66%. Hey, I'm your host, Ben Begley, and over here, as always, is my co-host... Jesse McIntosh. Yes. I, I want everyone to know that I wrote that entire open for Ben. He did. He did. None I was reading was, it from a teleprompter. None of that was improvised. I was like, here are my thoughts. Here are my thoughts. I have a lot of really specific numbers, Rotten Tomato numbers, and what <laughs> have you, um, just floating around up in the old noggin. But Let me send them over to you, Ben. I will say that... This movie and Iron Man 2, I don't know if you, I don't know how deep you are into Marvel, but like the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the Star Wars and Star Wars films, if I had a, an, I, whenever anybody's like, what's your island film? I'm like, can I take all of the MCU movies and all of the Star Wars films except the prequels? Mm. Can I do all of those? Because that would be 23 fil- 24 films so far. No, it'll be 28. Six films by this uh, and, this December. And do they tell you the answer is no? That, Absolutely. That literally, you can only take one movie. Isn't go, that like fuck. the problem? I go, all right. I, Let me get back to you. I would take the island. The the island. Yeah. <laughs> the Michael Bay film. Yeah, because I feel like it would give me some good pointers. Yeah. Right. I would take Lord of the Flies because that oh, would, also good. That, if shit gets gets wrong, I know how to not be the piggy of the group who yeah. gets crushed well, by a rock. I mean, Spoiler alert: High school students that haven't read Jesus. the Lord of the Fries. Lord of the Fries. Lord of the Fries. You know, that's the uh, McDonald's uh, remake of it. You're also assuming you're stuck on this island with other people. You're right. You're right. You yeah, yeah. Maybe bring Castaway. Anyway, so I'm a huge Marvel fanboy, but I'm also a very hopeful DC fanboy. Like, I go into all the DC extended... They call theirs the DCEU, the DC Extended Universe. I go into every one of those films wanting them to be good. The and DC then, European Union? The, yep, the DC European Union. Yep, they have... Uh, they have um, <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Sorry, I just want to clear it like before it. we move forward. Before we move forward, it's the DC I, it was something European I Union. going to be able to listen to what else so, you were saying, because I was... So I go into all the DC films being very hopeful. I actually liked Man of Steel. Batman v Superman, the extended cut, I thought was a much better film than the theatrical. Suicide Squad, I thought was fun, but got to be messy. And then Wonder Woman, I thought was fantastic and really fun. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping Justice League is good. I've been tweeting about it a ton and people have been like crossing their fingers with me because I don't want any of these things to fail because they're all my childhood. And I think that the internet gets so one or the other. Where I'm sure we'll get some comments being like, Marvel's too little kid, Marvel's too funny. 
Read Marvel Comics. They're hilarious. There's a ton of humor in Marvel Comics. They don't take themselves too seriously. Yeah, there are runs of it that take themselves seriously that, are, that deal with more dire circumstances. But part of the fun of these movies is they have so much levity to, to them in these absurd situations. Because if there wasn't a little bit of humor in the Thor franchise, it, you would never buy into it because it's so fucking bananas. But I'm a huge fan of these, but this is the one that I always kind of shit on. And I was like, yeah, I don't like Thor 2. I'd only seen it once, and I rewatched it because when I first saw it, I thought it was following Avengers and Iron Man three, and then it was uh, right before Ca- Captain America: The Winter Soldier, which Winter Soldier and Avengers are two of my favorite of the whole thing. So it's really it had bad placement. But rewatching it, I thought it was a lot of fun. It's clunky in parts, and the villains kind of underdeveloped. But Loki and Thor are really fun to watch. Now that I did my entire like college dissertation that I warned mm-hmm. you prior to the show, I yeah. go deep. Yeah. I go into the dark world of Marvel. <laughs> see what I did there? Whereas, whereas I stay in Ragnarok. You stay in Ragnarok. I don't know what that means. Did you means. see Ragnarok? I don't it know means what the end that's of day. a reference to. It, it, Ragnarok means the end of Asgard. It's a prophecy. Gotcha. It doesn't give anything away. They, they, it's what you know. But Oh, and if you have oh, seen Ragnarok, comment in the section below or uh, uh, hit me up on Twitter to let me know where it ranks in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I think it's the funniest. I don't think it's the best, but I think it's the funniest Marvel movie. Outseating a, what? Um, Guardians is still the most fun overall. Guardians 1. Guardians 1 is still the most fun overall, if that makes sense, Mm -hmm. and it has the best uh, space adventure action, but Thor Ragnarok is like an indie comedy with Thor and Hulk. It's hilarious. It's it's like Flight of the Concord-style New Zealand awesome humor. I loved it. Uh, I just wish the... uh, I gotta see it again. Do they sing? They they don't sing. Oh. But it's like that kind of dry New Zealand humor. It's so funny, and the Hulk-Thor battle's really fun. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. But anyways... Jesse, now that I've rambled forever and taken up most of our show, yep. Uh, what? How do you? Where do you fall in the Marvel fan spectrum? And what film? Like, what films have you seen? And I know you hadn't seen this one. I had not seen this one. I had not seen the first Thor. I have seen the Avengers. I've seen like a few. So I think that um, like, what's the last one you saw? I honestly like don't even know because there's seventeen. Yeah. Um. I don't chronologically. I don't know if I've seen Iron Man. I have seen Iron Man. I saw the first... I may have seen all three Iron Man. Iron Man 3 is where he loses his suit, and he has that precocious... I think I've seen parts of... It does, it, Shane Black wrote it, so you'd know. It's very Shane Black. Okay. Guy, I've definitely seen the first two. Okay. Um, Captain I, America. I saw the first Avengers. I saw both Guardians of the Galaxies. I have now seen Thor the Dark World. Did you see Captain America? Civil not. War? Or no. Winter Soldier? No. Dude... Winter Soldier might be my favorite. It's a spy movie with Captain America. It's a 70s spy I've film. I've heard really good things. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. Um, it's just... What, how do you feel about that? Like, is it... Because for me, yeah. I'm the kind of person that, like... I bought Thor Ragnarok tickets the second they went on sale, two months in advance, and when I showed up opening night and there was a blackout at the theater, I was devastated. And Renee had to talk me down like a child who just didn't... Was it, was it this studio last week? Yeah, <laughs> what happened was, so we had a blackout, we had a brownout here, yeah. and our show got messed up. Yeah. The next night, I go to see Thor, blackout at the theater. And they're like, here, they gave me 12 passes, though. And I was like, all right, Jesus okay. Because hey, it doesn't matter why. But um, they felt really bad. And so then we rushed over to see it, at the, the because closest, you were crying because they walked in a grown and they were like, ass why man is this grown crying? man I bought it solo in, in the I bought theater. it in Dolby. I really <laughs> wanted to see it in Dolby at most. Anyways, we rushed over to the nearest theater, which was playing in 3D, and I, I don't like real D 3D. It's too dark, and it kind of ruined the colors. But anyways, I'm a grown-ass man, and that's how like high stakes it is for me. I have to see it opening night, first showing, with a big crowd, 
so that we're all cheering and sure. so you clearly aren't I'm crazy. So I'm well, crazy you're not fan. Crazy, boy. you're just a fan like I'm super nuts about it. Okay. Um I mean, but that's yeah. you enjoy it. So that that doesn't make you crazy. I never really read comics oh, okay. when I was younger. I, still do. I was like more not that they're mutually exclusive, but like baseball cards. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, you, yeah, was I get a little it. bit of an obsession for me. That's cool cuz um, I used to look at just to Juxtapose. I used to look at baseball cards and be like, I don't, I don't get it. Right. I don't get it. You know, which yeah. I'm sure the same thing with comics for you. It's like, okay, yeah, journey into mystery. All right. Yeah. I, like I had some, and I think that probably at some point there was an expectation that I would get into them, and so people gifted them to me, and I would read them and be like, I'm, I don't know. Like, yeah. okay, okay. Um, so it was it. never really that for me. Um, but I, so I don't, I don't see the movies with like the fullest of hearts. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like mm-hmm. I don't go into them having all the context and backstory and like yeah. with a set of expectations. It's gotta of, like, be tough which, then. Which story are we going to tell in this particular film and like who might yeah. we see and like all that stuff. So I see it um, usually as a standalone thing, mm-hmm. um, which is getting I, increasingly more difficult. It's very, very difficult. And I don't like, I'm, I'm not the target to appreciate the Easter eggs that they throw in. That's not, I'm, yeah. That's that's not the viewer that I am. I just go and hope that it's a good movie. When Thanos movie. showed up, you're like, here's a purple guy. Kind of. Yeah. Who's, who's that dude? I don't yeah. care. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. Yeah, yeah, I get like, it. I, I understand. Like, Captain America had, had a little bit in this one when yeah. Loki turned yeah, into yeah. him. Um, but, I, yeah, for the most part, if it, if it's not already referenced or if it's not the main character of another movie, then I probably wouldn't get it. My wife, Renee, she's very similar. Like, she... It's funny, I have to kind of, the last few I've had to drag her to, like, mm. Spider-Man, she, well, she was burnt out by Spider-Man movies after the last few, and, because I had taken her to Spider-Man 3, and then Amazing Spider-Man 1, and then she skipped the second Amazing Spider-Man, and she was just like, I don't want to do any more Spider-Man, I'm bored with it, and I was like, I promise you it's going to be good, and she ended up loving it, yeah. and then she was like, I don't want to do another Thor, and I was like, honey, you love his abs, she was like, okay, fine, I'll go, and then she ended up thinking it was hilarious and really enjoying it, so it's, it's, I equate taking my wife to the movies, uh, to Marvel movies, as it is for me going to the gym, where I'm always like, oh, I don't want to be here, and then I'm like, oh, it's not so bad. It's I, not actually, bad. I actually liked it. Yeah, and that's how I'm, she is. Look she, at all those abs. I think I think Renee is just kind of tired of us only going on date nights to comic book movies. Yeah, and that's I mean probably fair, <laughs> right? It's fair, but I, so also just to be clear, like I really like the idea of expanded universes yeah. and cinematic universes. I like the idea that these stories can interact with one another, and mm-hmm. they don't. It doesn't have to be about everyone all the time yeah um and i i just am not always gonna get it yeah and i think uh, i i think they do a good job for the most part of having the story self-contained but they do throw in enough nods uh to and and people who who are like i don't like that everything feels overstuffed yes and no sometimes i feel like the movies can like avengers age of ultron got a little over stuff, but it was still super fun. And for me, it, I even watch Agents of Shield on ABC. I love mm-hmm. that show, uh, and it's like it's just for me. It's like reading the comics and then reading the Shield on TV is like reading the side stories, and then uh, seeing the little Easter eggs is like when they hint at stuff in the comic books. And uh, so I think that this is the first the Marvel Cinematic Universe I feel like has achieved for the first time ever what like long story arcs in comics have done, where sure. everything's interconnected and the DC. Extended Universe or the DC uh, uh, <laughs> European, European Union, Union. Yeah. they've been trying to, but I think they rushed it, and that's what happened when they they had Man of Steel, and then they tried to cram everything into Batman versus Superman, and it was. Did you see that? No, I heard it was terrible, so I didn't see it. I don't think it's terrible. I just think it's very disappointing because you have two of the most iconic superheroes of all time in the movie in a movie for the first time, 
and then it just kind of meanders. There's just it's stuffed with so many like so much plot before the battle. Right. It's right, like right. two hours before the battle happens, and you're like, I just follow Frank Miller's The Dark Knight Returns. Comic book fans will know what I'm saying. You follow that, and it's it's anyways. Okay, let's get into Thor two. I think I've talked about uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe enough. Um, do you want to do the plot in under three minutes in the booth? <laughs> Steve, I bored yeah. you to tears. I <laughs> bored you to tears. There no, we go. You're good, Ben. Here we go, guys. Okay. In three, two, one. Okay, so we have a prologue where they're talking about the Dark Elves. Before time, there was the Dark World and the Dark Matter and Dark Elves, and they were trying to take over and plunge the universe into darkness. And then uh, Odin's, uh, Odin's dad went and stopped him, and then they put they can't destroy the ether, so they buried it far away where no one will ever find it, which always ends terribly. And then we cut to Loki on Asgard being um, reprimanded and put in jail for his crimes from the Avengers, and Thor is bumming out about... Oh, Thor's fight, trying to clean up all the marauders and the murderers from the Nine Realms that are in chaos and he comes back and his dad wants him to be king and he's still mopey about jane earth so earth. jane there you go. <laughs> yeah it's a perfect uh, layup yeah jane jane is on a date and she's not paying attention because she's still uh, stuck up on thor and then her sidekick comes in and he's like and she's Darcy, like yep. yeah look uh readings we have readings and she's <laughs> like oh shit okay all right and so they leave and they go to this abandoned place and mm-hmm. the kids have found uh, a gravityless truck and so they're fucking around with that and there's like a, a wormhole a worm, sort of, yeah, yeah. between universes and sometimes it comes back sometimes it doesn't and then uh, Jane disappears for a while. Yeah. And then we find out that Eric was running around naked with Stonehenge for a little bit in a news clip that then doesn't come back till way later. Uh, so I don't know why they showed it here. But anyways, um, there's the ether. Uh, Jane gets consumed by the ether. And then the Dark Elves wake up. And then Thor senses that Jane's in trouble because Heimdall can't see her. And he can see everybody. So he goes down to Earth. He finds her. He takes her back up to Asgard. They have kind of like a romantic reunion. They kiss. They're doing this stuff. Loki's being a dick. And then um, uh, the Dark Elf, Malachi, lets the other guy become the the last of the cursed and he shoves this like glowing thing in him he goes to Asgard as a prisoner disguised as a prisoner all hell breaks loose and there's a prison break uh, and then they go after Jane they try and get her and uh, she's hiding she in a room a, she was an illusion I guess yeah Loki, it, Loki it's does a Loki that, thing yeah. um, okay and it's then, his mother's thing too yeah he, she taught him that got anyways it. okay uh, <laughs> we'll get into that now we'll I'm lost now I'm oh, lost fuck yeah. uh, Loki uh, and then the dark she was hiding in another room and the dark elf gets his face zapped oh, so, and they go away and, and so the mom dies and so yeah, the mom Nice. And then, uh, and so Thor's like, I'm gonna go. For, I have to go follow him because I have to kill the ether, and to kill the ether, I have to, um, I have to bring Jane, and so to he the dark can world, try yeah. and steal the ether. So uh, is, Owen's not okay with it, and he's like, No, 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 no. rightfully um, so, because it doesn't go as planned. Right. So they have to sneak out. So he uh, has to steal Loki because Loki knows the way out. So yep. he takes Loki, and they escape. They escape to the dark world, where then the dark world, uh, they Loki and him have this elaborate thing where you think Loki's betraying him, but then he's actually being help helpful for once, and uh, then Thor's hand gets cut off but not really it's an illusion and the dark the dark the ether comes out and then you think it's been destroyed and then it's not and then loki gets stabbed and you think he's dead but he's not then they end up in greenwich because that's where they figure out the convergence is happening of the nine realms and they do these gravity things that they never actually explain they keep almost explaining and then just don't bother and there's this awesome like kind of jumper ish sequence where they're where they're flying through different gravitational pulls as they're fighting and then he finally throws the gravity things in in the dark elf he gets sucked in and his ether comes out of him then he gets crushed by the ship and then they're yeah happy because Thor's back and they're in love and Loki's king 
Loki's king now. Yeah, Loki right. is king. Yeah, which which is where uh, Ragnarok starts off really nicely from that. It's really fun when they come back to the Asgard with Loki impersonating Odin. Mm. It's super fun. Yeah. I think you would like Ragnarok a lot. I've heard really good things about it's Ragnarok. It's so funny. I can't say enough good things about how just funny. It works best as a, if you go in there thinking it's a comedy. Okay. That's, I, what, that's what I, I think. So, um, let's get into this. I think the... I think the reason this movie and the Thor series in general get shat on the most is because Iron Man's an easy sell. He's super charming, super funny. The character itself that Robert Downey Jr. has created in Tony Stark is so likable, so quippy, so just, you're just like, God, I want to be that guy. Even though he's kind of a dick, I want to be that guy, Mm -hmm. you know, and... And he's of Earth. I think that that's... Of Earth, and Captain America. He's He's of Earth, and he's a super soldier, but you can... You can buy into the fact that that this guy is just good for good sake, you yeah. know. But Thor, I really feel like they pulled off a miracle in that first movie. Kenneth Branagh doing kind of grounding it in this Shakespearean context of the family. That's why the first one works so well because the main villain's basically Loki, and not basically it is Loki in the first one. And then grounding him on Earth without his powers, bringing him more to a mortal way. And then this one goes kind of bananas, where suddenly. Uh, Asgard has ships with space guns and stuff, which we'd never really seen before, as far as I remember. And it gets a little bit Star Wars prequely in some of those battles and things like that, but not near as bad. It's still... The second time around, it's a lot of fun, but I can see where, at the placement in the cinematic universe, it was kind of like, whoa, what? We hadn't had Guardians of the Galaxy yet, so this was the first kind of dipping the toe into Crazyville. Well, sure, and it's... I I mean, I threw it out there, but it's like a little bit of an underrated thing. The relatability, and you don't think about it, but the relatability of heroes that are from the planet that we live yeah. on and are human beings. Yeah. Like, that's... Uh, he... Thor lives in a different world and visits thunder. Earth. Yeah. And so they're like... Just a bunch of rules that we have to catch up on when he exists. Yeah. And like, what? what is this universe? What are the worlds? What can he do? What can't he do? Can he die? Like, all these different things that just have to be there and are not... They're just not relatable in the same way that Tony Stark or, yeah. like, Batman or even Superman, yeah. who isn't human. But, yeah. like, he still lived there's on a earth little, for, there's a little bit of more gra- yeah, he, yeah he grew up on earth right or like it's easier to buy a tony stark with an iron man costume on that's blasting lasers versus a dude swinging a hammer that makes him fly sure where it's it takes a little bit more of a leap but uh what i think this movie what's hard the first viewing of it is just how dense it is there's a ton of shit about the dark elves and this whole mythology of them and then there's all this shit about the ether and then there's all this stuff about like the gravity, the gravity things. That's the thing. In fact, oh. let's just let's just play a couple of clips from that. Oh let's, boy! So here's what the whole big event is. I'm skipping way ahead, but let's play clip number six because this is Eric, uh, Eric Selvig, the physicist. It's his theory as to what's going on and why the dark elves are returning and why everything in this movie is happening. And try and understand what this means. The universe rotates. On a 5,000-year cycle. Okay. And once a cycle, all the worlds align. Imagine. Imagine that this is our world. And, uh, oh, thank you. And this is another world. Issues. Normally, they're separate. Okay. But during the alignment, everything is connected. All nine realms. All nine realms are passing through each other. And gravity, light, and even matter is crashing from one world to the other. But if this happens to us now... The result would be cataclysmic. My gravimetric spikes can stabilize 
the focal point of the convergence. This time, the alignment and all the other worlds would just pass us by. It's beautiful. <sighs> My head hurts. Simple. Any questions? I have so many questions. The best. Stanley. Yeah, can I have my shoe back? <laughs> but that's what this movie does really well when you see it a second time. When they go through all this really heady stuff that you're like, what the fuck does that even mean? And then they undercut it with a joke. Sure. You know, and the Stan Lee bit there. But what did he call it? Gravit- graviton spikes? Don't know, to be honest with you. It's, it's one of those it's, things. That, we've talked about this in movies where they just make up a term so that our brains go, oh, sure, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, Sure. <laughs> Gravitronian spikes. It's a thing where they have a fake problem and they have a fake solution for yeah. it. Where it's like, okay, I, I guess. guess. I guess that because I don't fully understand the realms. I thought the I thought like it was just like you you exist in different places in the galaxy. But I guess it opens up wormholes that then make the realms closer. You know, if you didn't know going into this movie, watching this movie would not have helped you out. <laughs> no, this is not the text. So buckle for, up, yeah. <laughs> buckle up, ladies and gentlemen, because that's the biggest hurdle in this movie. The Loki and Thor stuff is great, but all the stuff about this main event that's happening and why the Dark Elf wants to plunge the world to. D- this is the thing I've never understood. Please, with like. Like, even in the Terminator movies, when machines take over, when uh, Thanos in Infinity War destroys Earth, or the Dark Elves make the ether and turn everything into darkness, what do they do after that? Don't know. <laughs> what do you do? You're like, sweet, all the realms are dark. Right. Um, so. Because as far as I saw, all the Dark Elves were just dudes, so I don't even know how they procreate. I, 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 don't, I didn't see anything. Fem- Maybe I missed it. If I did, I apologize. No, they down. they were staying back at back. the dark planet the dark- <laughs> yeah. and and fretting over their dark husbands. Um, yes, yes. No, so that's what I never understand. Like when the yeah, evil villain he's, wins, right? Because he's destroying the world, right? Isn't yeah. that what he's doing? Yeah, it's like does it make sense to me when villains want to destroy the earth? Because then it's like, what do you? What are you going to do? What do you do then? Are like, you, is machines, this a suicide mission? Once machines kill us all off in in Skynet, are they just going to kind of sit around and be like? Oh, fuck, we should have left a couple of them alive. But, like, but we like, could have played games with them or something. Yeah, right. I mean, like, but, like, this Human races? Like, what... I, maybe they said it, and it was in the middle of, like, those it, it's, I guess it's not, it's not destroying like, the world, but it's going to plunge the universe and all the realms back into darkness. So when we go to the dark world, which I guess is another dimension, another, another realm... Don't know. ...that apparently still exists... But he wants all realms to be that kind of nasty, gray, like, that weird kind of, like, what, what color would that be? It's like this murky, dark. swamp, dark. Yeah, like, dark it seems color. really boring. Okay, but follow-up question. Yeah. Without the ether, he was just like, oh, well, it. Yeah. fuck it. Fuck it. We'll just be in the dark Because the planet. ether turns matter into dark matter. Sure, but... Whatever like, that means. Yeah. <laughs> oh, every step you try and explain it, it makes less sense. In fact, <laughs> I'm just going to, while we're here, yeah. I'm going to play the other clip where they're... It's, this is towards the very end where they're putting these spikes in, and <laughs> Kat Dennings' uh, character Darcy uh, says this. Clip eight. Focus, this is important. We have to hammer them in all around the site, and then Jane and Eric will activate them from the tower. They're tight together. Do you even know what these things do? No. Neither do I. <laughs> Nobody in the no movie one. does. The writers don't know. Nobody. No one knows. There's another time where Eric is about to explain it, or Natalie Portman, and they get interrupted. Like, 
right in the middle of it, just before this, they get interrupted. When it's like, well, my spikes are supposed to, uh, they're supposed to detect the events, not change them. But if I redirect them this way, boop, what's that? <laughs> it's just like they never knew how to explain it. And when I first saw it, I went to the bathroom right before the... Because we've talked about how Jesse and I have a hummingbird bladder. And yep. this was, you know, almost two hours. So look out. That's pushing it. That's pushing it. Uh, and I went pee and I came back and this action sequence started happening. And I turned to Renee and I was like, what did I miss? And she's like, honestly, I have no idea. Yeah. How could you? <laughs> no how idea. could you? Because, like, even the devices they're <laughs> using, they don't do the same thing every time they do it. It's just, like, constantly changing. <laughs> so weird it's so weird so let's get into the plot from the beginning um malekith i like the first opening battle i think it's very it has a very like lord of the rings prologue with the asgardians fighting the dark elves it has a really fun battle sequence and then the dark elves malekith is ruthless he basically kills off most of his own people in those ships not a nice guy to destroy to try and destroy the asgardians and fails let's take a drinking game for how many times i do this today (laughs) i don't know i don't know how to use quotation marks well uh bottoms up bottoms up uh so loki has this great tete-a-tete with his dad odin uh, played by anthony hopkins when they get back can we play clip number one this is classic loki right here i went down to midgard to rule the people of earth as a benevolent god just like you we are not gods we're born, we live, we die, just as humans do. Give or take 5,000 years. So good. Mm. Man, I want to be an Asgardian. I want to live for 5,000 years. It sounds years. great. I did have a question when he said that, because he and his wife, who was Rene Russo, mm-hmm. yeah, um, Anthony Hopkins looks probably like 75 Earth years. Yeah. Rene Russo looked probably about 50 yeah. Earth years. Yeah. But over the course of 5,000 years, what is their age difference? <laughs> it has to be significant. Is he like 2,000 years it's older? It's got to be. He's got to be. Right? That's, that's disgusting. <laughs> what when is the I, age of consent? When I was 2,000, you were zero. Yeah. What, like, how old did she have to be before he was like, that's the one? <laughs> I never thought about that. Like that's y- fucking weird. You can't date in Asgard until you're 500 years yeah. old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How old's Thor? I don't know. That's that's a very interesting question. I want to know. At like, or do they just like age really rapidly and then stop? Right. For, like, just like the first 35 years are normal years, and then sure. it just slow. Or do you get to choose? There's some rules we need to figure there, out. It's... There, there are some rules that I'm very excited about. Uh, delving deep. So if anybody knows out there the lifespan and, and age of, consent for, age of as, consent for Asgardians, please let us know. On Asgard. Uh, let's get into it. So then um, Thor and the Warriors 3 and Sif, which I always love the Warriors 3. They're his bumbling buddies. They're kind of the three stooges in the comics. And Lady Sif, I think, is such a badass, strong female character played by Jamie Alexander. And she's super fucking cool in this movie, too. I really, I really dig her. I actually wanted him to hook up with her Instead of That's Natalie Portman. Because, like, she's a badass warrior, and he just thinks of her as one of the boys, and he's pining for this woman, Jane Foster, who he knew for, like, a week. He's known Jamie Alexander for thousands of years? Hundreds? <laughs> I mean, it's, who knows? it's unclear. It's unclear. She might be... 40. Maybe, that, maybe that's yeah. what it is. Maybe she's not reached the Asgardian age of consent yet. Yeah. Uh, can we play clip number three? This is after Thor. This giant rock monster comes out. You think it's going to be this big standoff, and he swings a hammer, knocks him to pieces, kind of Indiana Jones Raiders of the Lost Ark style. It's okay, we're Americans. Nope, nope, sorry. Sorry, clip number two, my bad. Anyone else? There we go. Yeah, yeah there we go. And everybody just drops to their knees. Sure. <laughs> 
awesome. It's that's such a great way to reintroduce Thor in this movie. Have him just whoop ass, and then everybody, all these monsters, bow to him. Why wasn't Done. he? Why wasn't he there when the battle started? You know, it's just like why is Optimus Prime late to every battle sure. in the Transformers movie? Because yeah. they have to make an entrance. Are they? I mean, maybe he he woke up late, or he <laughs> hadn't had his coffee yet. Here's the other thing: huge plot hole to me. Thor destroys the Bifrost, which is that rainbow bridge, in the first movie. Okay, and it's an epic ending. The whole thing that they shoot out of just falls apart and blows up. I guess they rebuild it Death Star style in this, sure. but they never fully explain it, and they keep referencing ever since the Bifrost was destroyed. And it's like it seems like it's pretty easy to fix because <laughs> Bifrost that seemed millennia old seemed pretty easy to fix. I, I mean, they have really, really good workers. They do. That's this, all it Asgardians. That uh oh. The popcorn kernel in there. I did not eat popcorn. Uh, it's popcorn Anyways, flavored water. <laughs> so we do. We find different things in my water every that's week. That's a lot of fun. Um, so I also yeah, wanted yeah, to yeah. say before we move on from this. Um, Please. The, the very beginning of the movie where they're like, let's put the ether in my elbow, which is, and I can't get to it. Get it. it. Um, Just get to it. Stop the show. Get <laughs> to very, it. Like, there are a lot of obstacles. Um, the... <laughs> The ether, they like they're in the beginning. They're like, let's destroy the ether, and then they're like, it's too powerful. We can't destroy it. Which is, first of all, like, okay, <laughs> um, but it's not unlike nuclear waste nowadays. I guess, but then hey, we like, created this. Ah, oh, fuck, we can't get rid of it. And they're like, let's bury it and hope that no one finds it. Which is exactly how Jumanji starts. Truth. I I was Truth. watching it and I was like, oh boy, oh boy, here we go. Buckle up for some Jumanji yeah. hijinks. Someone is definitely going to find it. That's how I knew because I'd seen Jumanji. <laughs> I was like, someone is going to dig this. Spoilers up. from yeah. Jumanji. Uh, so Jane's on a blind date. Darcy comes in, like you said, with readings. Yeah, <laughs> it's just off the chart readings. We find out that Eric went nuts. He's running around Stonehenge. There's this ongoing joke where uh, he doesn't need he he can think better without his pants. Sure. He but. I forgot that in in um, the Avengers he has Loki in his mind, and he even says this later on. He said, "I had a god in my brain. I don't recommend it." And Loki was messing with him because Loki's the god of mischief, and he was he was fucking with him, and he was controlling him in the beginning of the Avengers when the, and Loki steals the uh, tesseract. Uh-huh. Anyways, uh-huh. Uh, nerd, nerd. That's what Renee actually. She's several times just gone nerd, oh. <laughs> like Revenge of the Nerds. That's aggressive. <laughs> She's aggressive. <laughs> Guys, I need to talk about it. Um, Let it all out. So they go to this this abandoned warehouse, like we said. They find these readings that are off the charts, and they're they're there. They hear something, and Darcy says, "Clip number three. It's okay. We're Americans. That's supposed to make them like us. It's funny because when Renee and I uh, we went to Europe a few years ago, and we were in Paris, mm-hmm. and I was at the restaurant, and uh, the waiter came up and started speaking in French, and and I. Uh, I, I tried to speak French back, but I was terrible at it. Sure. And I just apologized, and, and I was like... It's okay, we're Americans! That's supposed to make And then Renee was like, Parisians don't like Americans. No. And then they took about four hours to get us our check. It was it was brutal. Classic Parisians. Classic Parisians. You know, uh, a good, very, very, very close friend of mine who happens to be president of the United States... <laughs> I'm, I would not. I would never say a bad thing about yeah. him because he's he's, a good he's always supported me in my <laughs> in my hopes and dreams. Um, Speaking of, while he, you do that, I got. In something. fact, he supports all dreamers. Um, <laughs> he right now, <laughs> he right now is overseas um, doing a doing a tour of Asia. Yeah, um, and you know, likely wreaking havoc. And you know, someone whenever he gets out of the plane, someone will announce uh, as he gets out. It's okay, we're Americans. 
And Melania just goes. Is that supposed to make them like us? Yeah, that's my Melania impression. That was really good. Here's here's my Channing Tatum doing Melania. Is that supposed to make them like us? <laughs> that's a good one. That was really good, right? Uh, I'm debating if I should read this troll comment that I took it. Uh, yeah, why not? Okay. So somebody said, I loved The Rocketeer and remember liking the show. The new host I wasn't a big fan of, and half the episode was just Trump bashing. I'm here to listen and touch back on nostalgia. Not here, H-E-R-E, your, opin- your political opinions. If people find this podcast years from now, a few years from now, not years, a few years from now, mm-hmm. you're going... You're Y-O-U-R. Classic. Going to sound more ridiculous, R-E-D... Iculus, right at that point than you do now all downhill i'm not listening anymore <laughs> and the username is former listener 702 oh shit <laughs> oh shit I, whoever this is on itunes decided to change their screen name yeah i hope that their screen name is former listener and they go on all of the podcasts that they used to listen to and just go this podcast used to be great until you made fun of the president Fuck off. Here's here's what I hope is that he spent upwards of three hours going through every username former listener one, former listener two, former, and and, t- and got all the way up to seven oh two. I also just want to say I don't know who you are, former listener seven oh two, but I'm not a big fan of you. So there, <laughs> there you go. go. There mm-hmm. you go. Feelings mutual. I just thought I love I love how troll comments are always riddled with misspellings and typos. Misspellings and usually the the handle is like Something super like ass fucking seven. <laughs> like what? I hate the fuck you. Yeah, I, I hate. I, I hate, hate the fuck you. I hate the fuck you. If that anyway, if that handle isn't taken, I someone thought grab that it was hilarious. Right now. And the rock. In our defense, the Rocketeer was pretty topical because they sure. were fighting Nazis, and that was the same week that our president had not denounced Nazis. So yeah. that's uh, mm-hmm. you know we're just trying to stay topical and nostalgic. All right. It can be both, just like we can be Marvel and DC fans. That's exactly right. But I will promise to not just uh, throw Trump jokes out there just for the sake of it. Only if it really fits. Like, your your trip to uh, overseas fit well. Anyway, so much. Now we have about uh, 75 minutes of the movie still to go. Uh, well, there wasn't a brownout today, so we have a full three-hour show. show. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> shit. You're right, Steve. Damn it. Uh, so Thor comes back to Earth because Jane was missing in the ether. And she's pissed off at him because he didn't write, he didn't call, mm-hmm. he notebooked her, you know? Yeah. If you've seen the notebook. Of, of course I have. Except Ryan Gosling did write. Every day. Every single day. Every day. <laughs> Anyways, let's as, play. As I would expect Ryan Gosling <laughs> to do. <laughs> the greatest man alive. Can we play clip number four? You said you were coming back. I know, I know, but the Bifrost was destroyed. The nine realms erupted into chaos. Wars were raging, marauders were pillaging. I had to put an end to the slaughter. As excuses go, it's not terrible. <laughs> Such a great line. As excuses go, it's not terrible. It's like, oh, shit. All right. I mean, since you've been gone, I tried to get a paid internship, and yeah. uh, that <laughs> failed. And yeah. I went out on a blind date with a charming British dude. Also uh, failed. Also failed. Can we play clip number five? This is where Darcy comes up, which I, think, I actually find Kat Dennings really charming in this I movie. She's I great. think she's super funny. Yeah. I remember the first time I saw it, I was annoyed that they gave her a second comedic sidekick. But everything that I was annoyed by the first time ended up working for me the second time. I think my expectations were just too high going into this. Hmm. And that's the problem with these movies, though. When they keep raising the bar, eventually we're going to be disappointed. And that's why even Thor Ragnarok, everybody was like, the best Marvel movie ever. And I had a ton of fun. 
but I still prefer like Winter Soldier or Avengers to it, even though it's a blast, you know, but it's weird. Like everything is just like the greatest fucking thing you will ever see in your life. And it's like, can't we just have fun? Yeah. You know, anyways. Interesting. That's the same critique that former listener 702 had of it. Used to like Marvel Cinematic Universe. But fuck (laughs) Fuck them. Uh, They are ridiculous now. (laughs) Can we play clip number five? Look at you. So muscly and everything. How's space? Space is fine. (laughs) Look at you. Still all muscly and everything. Mm -hmm. Said no woman ever to me. (laughs) Oh. Oh. Keep going. Keep hitting that gym, Ben. Yeah. Uh, they cut to a world, and I had to spell this out, and I had to make force it to spell it this well. Vanaheim? Svartalfheim. Svartalfheim. S-V-A-R-T-A-L-F-heim. Heim. Yep. Svartalfheim. I love these names. Say that three times fast. Can you say Svartalfheim? Nope. I almost said Schmirnoff Ice instead of Svartalfheim. Hey, this week's episode sponsored by Schmirnoff Ice. The first thing I ever got drunk on. No, Mike's Hard Lemonade, which Um, is disgusting. Actually, the same thing, believe it or not. Yeah? Um, (laughs) It's a gateway drug. Here's the thing is Svartalfheim, here's a little tidbit that you might not know. Uh They misspelled it. They They did. They did. It's it's supposed to be Svartalheim. Oh, you're right. And I caught it. So. Anyone who says... There you go, Norse mythology wizard over too here. Much, too big of a Marvel... So, <laughs> so here we go. Let's skip ahead a little bit. Basically, um, uh, the Dark Elf, uh, Malekith, get, lets um, his second-in-command be the last of the cursed. He's going to basically die for his cause. He goes and he really easily filters into being one of the prisoners somehow. Somehow yes. he just finds them, gets in the prisoners, yes. goes in. A little bit of a plot hole, this whatever. This was actually, that's what Prison Break, the TV show, was about. Was, w- yeah, yep. was he was getting, yep. it was part of the Marvel Cinematic you're tra- Universe. You're right, you're completely yeah. right. <laughs> so he goes in there, he breaks this thing apart, he becomes the curse, he starts fucking everything up. Uh, Loki's mom gets killed. Uh, Loki's uh, and Thor's mom taught Loki the magic. That's why she's able to make Jane an illusion. And then the Dark Elf gets his lightning bolt to the face from Thor, and they leave pretty quickly mm-hmm. for being so powerful and also, you know, uh, not looking in the next room for Jane because she comes in very fast. Yeah, like she, it looks like she was hiding in the closet, just behind the or, curtain, or under think, the yeah. behind the curtain. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We can't find. Her. Tell me where she is. Jane, just don't breathe. Okay, I'm right well, here. Well, so this is the thing when they when they lost the ether and they were like, "Fuck it." They just <laughs> they are a people who give up so, very very. Come on, Malekith. Maybe you would plunge the universe into darkness if you just tried harder. Yeah, try harder. Just a little commitment to your I, own success. I will say I will say Heimdall, uh, Idris Elba's character is so fucking badass when he runs on the bridge, jumps with two tiny knives, and cuts down the spaceship. Fucking rad. I want more of that. Yeah, but so here's the thing, is that Idris Alba is, like, one of the greatest actors that we have right now, and yep. he was so, like, he was barely anything barely in this an, movie. It doesn't make sense He gets to used me. a little bit more in Ragnarok, but I feel like they never use him to his fullest extent. And they never use the Warriors 3, either. And maybe it's part of the crutch is they focus so much on Thor and Loki, but that's also really interesting. Like, the brother relationship. Thor and Loki, Thor and Loki was the most interesting thing about this movie. As soon as Loki dies, me. dies, you're right. sort of like, uh, I remember yeah. the first time I saw it, 
When Loki died, I was like, I don't really fucking care anymore. Yeah, Loki. Just, Loki's the most interesting character, and again, like he's, to, he's the most interesting villain oh, in the entire Marvel sure. Cinematic Universe. And then, but to make it again, bring it back to like the relatable nature of this story. Yeah. That's what makes it relatable is the brothers and like the love hate that they have for one another. Yeah, like mostly hate, I guess, leading up to this movie. But well, they had the a lot of love for each it. other until the whole. I mean, Odin set it up where he's like. Both of you were born to be kings, but only one of you will be. It's like, fuck you, dude. Oh, whoa. He says that in the first one. You're That's like, shitty. come on, man. That's yeah. total like. There are nine realms. Can't we <laughs> you can split rule up one. kingdoms here? I don't know. Did I skip any of yours? Seabass is uh, way long ago. Should yes. we? What about as many are, as are needed? That's Odin screaming. As many as are needed. He really enunciates. He, I mean. What What was this from again? As many as are needed? Um, When... uh. It's Thor talking to him about, like, yeah, but all of our people are going to die, too. Yep. How many of our people need to die? Yeah, Odin's for, kind of a dick in this A movie. little bit, yeah. You know, um, there was... My my wife is big into baking, and she gets nice. super intense sometimes with it. And she was like, I need three cups of almond milk. And I was like, okay, I think we have two, so that should be fine, right? And she was starting to get really frustrated she was. I was like, honey, how much almond milk could we possibly need? And she just turned to me and said, As many as are needed! And I was like, all right, three cups. I'll yeah, go to Smart got Final. It, got it's it. Right down it. the street. On uh, it. From, so this is crazy that I know this, but for some reason I do. Um, when former listener 702 was coming up with his screen name, uh, he had, not, not a friend because he doesn't have friends, but someone that knew him, someone that knew him was like walking by and they looked in and he was on former listener 402. And they were like, how many of those are you going to go through before you just settle on something? And he was like, as many as are needed. Mm-hmm. Oh, former listener 702. This it is doesn't matter. He, he will never hear this. So. I hope not. Uh, or she. We don't know. Hey, you know what? I hope, actually, I hope that us joking about it makes him go, him or her go, you know what? These guys. Yeah. I want to be a current listener current 702. Listener. Well, he'd be current listener uh, 250. I what's think. the biggest ship line? What's that one? Uh, this is a tremendous idea. Let's steal the biggest, most obvious ship in the universe and escape in that. And then you realize that was the plan. That was the plan. There's a pretty elaborate escape plan. Yeah, you sure know? We don't need to go into all the details, but they use the Warriors 3 all to, to help them get out. And, uh, and Everybody it's, threatens it's Loki super, along the way. Yeah, in fact, we have that. This is where... Um, Vlagad Vlaf, oh, I forget his name, no, but that's it. Ray you Stevenson, that. a.k.a. Punisher Warzone, plays him. Can play clip number seven. Evidently, there will be a line. Evidently, there will be Evidently. a line. So good! Tom Hiddleston is so really, good. Really, really, really good. So good. This. Funny tidbit, another thing about my wife. Uh, she, We went and saw Kong Skull Island, and she left it going, Tom Hiddleston's a hunk. And I was like, yeah, duh, he's British and he's awesome. And right. she's like, I've only seen him as like the kind of like slithery Loki dude. And I could see where if all you've seen him is the slick black hair and kind of a weasel... Yeah, that you may not see it, but when she saw Kong Skull Island, she was like, "All right, that's the dude right that's there." That's the dude. Yeah, that's the dude right there. It sure is. You know, and then that's me every Wonder Woman movie where I'm like, no, "That's <laughs> <laughs> my friend." Actually, saw Wonder Woman, and in the middle of the movie, he said she was so beautiful. He just yelled, "Stop it!" <laughs> because he was just like, he didn't mean to. He was just like, "God, you're so gorgeous." 
Wonder Woman, Gal Gadot. It's like yeah. insane. Yeah, and how is that received by the, uh, the I don't, rest of the some, movie going audience? Somebody probably just thought someone was messing with him, like stealing his popcorn or something. But I believe he was there alone. <laughs> Maybe people <laughs> just moved away. Yeah. Oh, what? No, what happened? We got five minutes left. Here goes. So um, they go to the Dark World. Um, and there's this awesome sequence where you don't... When you first see it, did you know that Loki was... Did you think Loki had really chopped off his hand and all yeah. that stuff? Like, yeah, yeah. You do, right? Yeah. You're like, shit, God damn. lost his hand. That's shitty. That's a huge That's, plot twist. That is now a hurdle that he's going to have to fight through. He stabs him. You think all this stuff is going on, and then it's all an illusion. And then you think, fuck, Loki's dead. And then you see that glimmer of hope that when he turns into the Asgardian soldier. Mm-hmm. and But it's just such a good scene. That whole sequence where they destroy the ether and the Dark Elves. I, I do wish that... Since Jane ends up, since Natalie Portman ended up deciding, like, I don't really want to be in this franchise anymore, yeah. uh, I wish they would have killed her off in this movie. I wish when the ether separated from her, she would have died, because that would have been a much better emotional arc for Thor. But I get that you can't then have the comedy and kind of more goofy stuff in the end. It would, it would have been a dark... Ragnarok would have been a dark movie. Yeah, it Ragnarok would have... Been... I mean, he would have had several movies to get over it, but still... I don't know. I think that there could have been something cool. In fact, in the trailer, when she was like this and the ether was coming out of her, I was like, she dies in this. Well, but we we already think, he already thinks that Loki's dead. So he, too much. He right. already goes through a tiny, too much. You're a right. tiny version of that arc. Um, so yeah, it would have just like... You're right. Yeah, you're right. Crushed him, I just I think. think it's shitty that she doesn't want to do him, because I actually really like her as Jane Foster. Yeah, I think everyone, she's super charming. Everyone else, every single other decorated actor is in the... Yeah. this film come on. so just, like just do it come back you know what I mean? come back anyway so um the the whole plan goes terribly wrong the convergence is happening we get this really great action set piece one of the most inventive until dr strange which went if you haven't seen it, it's awesome seen it. it gets super trippy and wild and but this one the idea of fighting and disappearing into other galaxies very cool or different realms yeah and when the hammer goes through one realm and then shoots up into space or when they end up falling out of the sky and ending up on the, the glass ceiling of the restaurant from the beginning. Yeah. There's all this great stuff in it. There's all this really fun, inventive ways. The only thing is, and somebody said this on Twitter. I'm sorry, I can't remember this Twitter handle right now. But somebody said that, that it would have paid off better if the villain was more better developed in his, in his reasoning. And if we knew a little bit more about Yeah, because we don't know anything. Because otherwise we're kind of just like, yeah. oh, well, it's a cool thing but there's not as much stakes. Right. And on top of that, uh, I wish it was a little longer. I wish they'd done a little bit more. Like when they have the cars fly into the dark world and then fall out of the sky and end up back in Greenwich, I could have seen... I wish they would have went to other realms than just the dark world over and over again. I sort of wish they would have stopped over in those worlds. Like we yeah. had a lot of falling through, yeah. which was very fight cool, there for a little bit. But a little, yeah, use the set pieces to fight in and yeah. then fall into another like, one. Like even that kind of okay movie jumper that Doug Lyman yeah. did. Yeah, there's a sequence in the end where they go to all these different places yeah. on Earth, fight for a minute, then disappear. They throw a bus on the moon. It's awesome, yeah. and it's like that's kind of what I wanted. But it's still fun. It's just like. Then it just kind of ends. There's this awesome sequence where he ends up in the subway, and he's like, which way to Greenwich? <laughs> it's so funny. So the, <laughs> Three it's, stops. It's really funny that they did that, because right before that, when they were like, we got to go to Greenwich, mm-hmm. I was I was thinking like, and I know we're running a little bit yeah. short right now, but I was thinking how funny it is when like you have to, in these movies, when you have to get somewhere urgently, that's like a six-hour plane ride. 
how how they would have to like run to the obviously he can fly but like they would have to run to the plane yeah. and then just like sit there and do nothing while they have to yeah. urgently get yeah. to a place and i would really like to see that at some point and then they, they did, did the it. subway thing like right well, after i thought that and i believe he didn't have his hammer at that point that's why he couldn't fly i think his yeah. hammer was still yeah. flying around mm-hmm. so then he kills the dark elf malekith by throwing the graviton terranium spears into him and there's that cool thing where his arm disappears in the dark world his hand goes away he gets taken in there oh when the curse gets sucked in by the the basically the black hole bomb yeah and he gets all crushed into pieces was so badass i forgot about that uh that was a really cool way to off one of the strongest characters in the movie uh, then the then somehow Eric makes the ship go into the dark world. The gravity things it's, don't really. That's the other thing. If the ending made more sense, we the action would be cooler. But we're kind of like I sort of get it, but I don't think the writers even fully right, get yeah, it. Yeah, I think you're right. Like the way they never explain what is going on. Like they didn't really know like, how to dude. explain it or what to do. So they were just like, let's throw some cool shit out there, and hopefully people will enjoy it. And yeah. maybe they won't know that we don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But just, well, we know. just like decide. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're in charge. Decide. I'll skip the next uh, two sound clips and get to the last one because we're running out of time. Unless we do we have it two minutes in the booth or no? Okay. Wonderful. We're going to skip. There's, there's a clip that I had that was Thor's lesson. It was really nice. But we'll skip to the post credit scene where Benicio del Toro is the collector. And they give him the ether that we've seen is super powerful. And he's the biggest creep on the planet. Can we play clip number 10 and then I promise we're done? I can assure you. And he's holding it. It will be absolutely safe. And then he pushes it weird, like this. In my collection. Like he's trying to see if he's going to break it. Yeah. Sue, I would never leave the ether with him. I'd be like, you know what? I'll take take it back. back. Anyways, we've been talking Thor the Dark World. I know some people are going to immediately be pissed just by the title, but listen to the show because we actually really love the movie. It's just the guiltiest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Now, what I would like you to do is comment on this video. Tell us what's your favorite Marvel Cinematic Universe and what's your least favorite. What'd you think of Thor Ragnarok? And also, uh, you know, have you, uh, uh, what do you want us to do next week? That's always fun. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. until next time, where can they find you, Jesse? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at FormerListener702. <laughs> there you go. You can find me. So where can they really find you? <laughs> at Too Much Jesse. There you go. And you can find me at the Ben Begley, at Guilty Movie Guys is where you can find us. And also, leave some reviews on our iTunes so we can replace the, the last few that aren't so nice. And uh, until Until next time, what is your guilty movie pleasure? From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we'd like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.